Girl Camper is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Get an RV policy quote by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or going to progressive.com backslash RV. And go Little Guy Worldwide, whose full line of lightweight camping trailers are Girl Camper favorites. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my little 1966 Go Tag Along vintage travel trailer. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can become a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster. And this is episode number 47 of Girl Camper, the podcast. This week, I'm summing up my experience this summer as an RVer. In many ways, although I've been a girl camper for 10 years, I feel like a first-time RVer with my new Riverside Retro. Black water, gray water, fresh water, holding tanks, battery life, 30 amps, 50 amps, full service sites. All these things I didn't even know I didn't know are now the norm for me. Has it been worth it? Is camping any better in my fully loaded 2017 travel trailer than it was in my beloved 1966 Go Tagalong? Well, I'm going to share all that with you and give a review of the new St. George, my likes and dislikes after one summer camping in him. I'm going to be back and share all of this and more. Camper News Roundup is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive wants you to know when you're out on the road traveling and your RV breaks down, Progressive's roadside assistance will help you get your RV started or provide towing to the nearest qualified repair facility. I did add this to my insurance and I feel so happy to have it. You can learn more by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or by going to progressive.com backslash RV. So there is not a lot of news to round up because I'm sure you don't want to hear about my basement project where I have been cleaning up from a flood that happened in my basement six months ago. We took all the wet carpet out and treated the floors with a fungicide and then we just walked away from that whole thing and everything's been out of our storage room. So that's what I've been doing. I've been getting that basement back in line and helping my daughter get ready for college, getting all her classes and um, getting all prepared and getting her in the right frame of mind for all of that. So I've been home here being the mom. But 
This weekend, I just sort of hit a wall and I called up last minute the New Jersey girls and I said, can anybody sneak away to Turkey Swamp for just Friday and Saturday night? And I got a few takers and we went over and it was so great to see the New Jersey girls and to just hang out. And there was a lot of new trailers happening. So Sandy was there with her new tab and Jackie came with her new retro um, junior. So there was a lot of talk. Um, we went from trailer to trailer troubleshooting. Jackie was having a couple problems with her door. We talked about those. We spent about two hours trying to set up one of these portable shower tents that Jackie bought, and we absolutely could not get the thing together. We watched a YouTube video. It was not very good, and she ended up pitching the tent figuratively speaking. She didn't pitch the tent. She ended up ditching the tent, throwing it away. So I'm asking for recommendations. If anyone has one of these shower changing tents, which are a very handy thing if you have a trailer like a Tag or a Retro Junior, which is even smaller than a teardrop. It's really small. You really just sleep in them. So it's difficult to get changed or use the potty in a trailer like that. So if anyone has an easy to set up um, shower tent, changing tent that they could recommend, please write into the show because we sat there on our phones and there's terrible Wi-Fi at Turkey Swamp Campground trying to read some reviews on things. And I said, listen, I'm going to put it out to the listeners and see what everybody um, sends us. So if you know of one, I know there are brands that just pop open. You unzip it and it unfolds and sets up right in front of you. If anyone knows one of those, please let us know. We're going to do some research into that because that's a necessity for Jackie. So then we made our way around to Sandy's camper where she had her new Pahake visor that goes onto that tab. So they come in two sizes and she got the extended visor and she had new party lights and we were also figuring out her 12 volt system for her added little cooler that she brings along with her. So we just went from trailer to trailer doing some troubleshooting and sharing information. It was a lot of fun. We had some friends come out on Saturday night and join us for dinner. So that was a lot of fun. So thank you Sandy and Jackie and the New Jersey girls for sneaking away and getting that weekend in with me. I was two weeks without camping and I was really beginning to feel it. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. And the weather did cool off. We had a nice campfire and we slept with the windows open on Saturday night, which felt great because the humidity has been so awful here. So another thing I want to tell you in the news roundup today is that we have a giveaway to talk about. So Stella Shows, which produces the Country Living Fairs, gave us four tickets and they are the all weekend passes. So they have four tickets for the Country Living Fair in Columbus, Ohio, September 16, 17, and 18. All four tickets are for all three days. So these are four tickets. Three, They're good for every day, and they include the early bird entrance, which is really a fun thing to have. When those doors open at 10 a.m. on the day of the show, Friday and Saturday, it's literally thousands of people swarming in at once and then every single booth is so crowded immediately it thins out a little later in the day but when you first get there at 10 a.m it's so crowded but if you get the early bird pass which is 15 dollars extra or something like that you can get in before everybody else who was unwilling to pay the 15 dollars extra so these tickets are 40 dollars each and they're for um 
tickets all together so $160 package and it's from Stella Shows and all you have to do to get these tickets is go to girlcamper.com and sign up for the Girl Camper newsletter or you can go on to Instagram where I'm going to post a little picture from Stella Shows Country Living Fair Getaway tag that and tag a friend. So leave a comment tagging a friend and put your name in there and we'll pick a winner and we'll send those off to you and you can get in the show all three days and you can get in early on Friday and Saturday. There's no early bird on Sunday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. When I'm at the Country Living Fair in Ohio in September, we're going to have Camper College at Haydesee Airstream and that's going to be on the Friday night, September 16, I believe it is. So that's all the news I have to round up today. I'm going back down into that dirty basement to keep working because I only have another week before I head out on all my September adventures. We're going to be back in a minute with our campfire chat. Our campfire chat today is brought to you by Go Little Guy Worldwide. And they want you to know that they're there to help you get into the great outdoors. Little Guy Trailers has your back. They're a proud sponsor of the Girl Camper Podcast. And they want you to know that they're simple, secure, Lightweight trailers are easy to tow and perfect for girl campers. If you want to know more about Little Guy Worldwide, go to littleguy.com or come to our next camper college at Haydesee Airstream in Columbus, Ohio on September 16th. Now, in our campfire chat today, I just want to take a few moments to give some shout outs. So I say this often, but I'm going to say it again. Sometimes the girl campers have obstacles that they have to overcome in order to join in all the fun. And sometimes the obstacle is a psychological one. It's a belief that these things that they see happening are for other people. If you're one of those people who looks at people who do things and say to yourself, that's for them. I'm not like that. I want you to stop and re think this, okay? Because the people who are doing these things are the people who choose to do them. And I think the obstacle happens when we're still buying into a belief set that maybe happened to us as very young children and we still believe it. Maybe you grew up in a way in which nobody gave you confidence. Maybe you married someone or had people in your life who just made you feel like you weren't worth these things or you didn't have value. And I want you to stop right now and think to yourself that someone can only do that to you if you allow them to. I mean, we can't fix all the psychological things that happen to us along the way by the people we meet and our circumstances. I understand that there's no quick fix, but I want you to start start thinking that perhaps you bought into a belief set that really isn't true. So I want to talk about two women today who had some obstacles, and not all of the obstacles are psychological ones. Some of them are just 
a, a stage in life that you are at a place where you can't retire, you don't have a place to keep camper, you don't have the freedom, you're caring for an aging parent. There are other things that simply cannot be overcome at this time. But if your obstacle is a psychological one and a feeling that you just um, can't do this or that these things are for other people, that's what I want you to spend some time thinking about. And it's why I always encourage women to join groups because there you will put yourself in the company of people who will tell you over and over, hey, you got this and I'm watching you and I've got your back. And no matter what happens, even if something, you get a flat tire, even if you get lost, we're going to be here to help bail you out because that's what we do. We're, we're girl campers and we help each other and there's no girl camper left behind. So even if something comes up and it goes wrong, you're going to be okay. So I want you to start thinking about whether or not you can change your mindset. And I want to talk about two women who overcame some obstacles and just decided this is the time and I'm going to take the leap. So little shout out right now to Donya, who is from um, the St. Louis area. And Donya had written to me a couple of months ago and she was looking to see if there was going to be a camper college in her area. And so I am still working on that, Donya, but um, she wrote me a note this week and I was very happy that she took some girl camper advice. And I'm going to read the letter to you. Just wanted to say thanks. I've dreamed of being part of Sisters on the Fly for well over 10 years, and because of you, I am. I thought I needed to have a vintage trailer in order to join. When I started listening to your podcast, I realized I didn't even need a trailer. Currently, I don't even own a tent, and I've only camped once in my whole life, but I will figure it out along the way. Thank you so much. Well, Danya, I think you did a really smart thing for yourself when you've been watching something for 10 years. And I got to tell you that when I heard about Sisters on the Fly, I didn't join for two years. I was watching their website all the time, going online, thinking that this was for other people. How could I possibly do this? I had a child in fourth grade at the time. And my husband walked up behind me one night and he looked over my shoulder to what was on the screen on my laptop and he said to me, are you still stalking that group? And he took out his wallet and he said, join right now. And I said, I don't have a camper. And he said, you don't have a camper because you didn't join. And two weeks later, I bought my camper. So I, my husband made me take that step. And I try to encourage people to just take that first step. And Donya, you did that. After 10 years of watching, you took the step. And only God knows how the whole thing will unfold right now. But I just do believe in that providence that when you want something and it's good and it's wholesome for you, it's going to happen in his time and with his help. So, Donya, congratulations. I would love to know what your sister number is. I'm very excited. There's great sisters in your area. And you have all the Southern Illinois and Indiana sisters near you too. And they are a ton of fun. So maybe next year I will see you at the I Love Fall Camping Trip in Indiana. And you can rent a cabin there if you don't have a trailer yet and get to know everybody. So congratulations, Donya. Shout out. High five. Now, the other person I just want to say hello to is 
my sister's friend, Amy. So I just came back from my sister's in Southern California, and she has one of the greatest girlfriends that ever lived, just a wonderful woman in her life who is a cheerleader, and my sister in return is a cheerleader to her. But she has been very inspired by my sister's story of how my sister wanted for so long to own a trailer and just to be able to camp at will, to be able to say, you know what, everything's in the trailer. All we need to do is throw some things in the fridge or the cooler, hitch the thing up and go. It was my sister's dream to have that ready to go and be able to go at the drop of a hat and not have to dig out their camping equipment out of storage and then put a cargo carrier on top of their car. So she wanted this lifestyle and she made it happen. And it took her a long time to get to that. But her friend Amy was very inspired by that. And she too had been watching the girl camping movement and really wanted to become a camper. She had done tent camping. She's a single mom with a seven or eight year old adorable little daughter. And she wanted to take her daughter on adventures and teach her to be an outdoor woman and form healthy lifestyle habits. And Amy took the plunge this week and she bought herself an A-frame trailer. So Amy, congratulations. That was a great choice for Amy because she does not know how to tow. And an A-frame is very low. Her trailer only weighs about 1,700 pounds and she has a big Ford F-150 truck, so she's way under towing. She doesn't have to worry that she is towing something that is too large for her tow vehicle, so she's safe in that way. The other perk of an A-frame trailer is that when you look out your rear view mirror, you're seeing over the top of that trailer. And so she doesn't have that fear that many first time towers have, and I too, that you don't know what's behind you. And you're looking in that mirror left and right and you can only see a certain amount. With the A-frame, you can look in your rear view mirror and you see the truck or the car that is behind you. You can see over the roof. The other thing about the A-frame is they're very, very simple to set up. And Amy apparently has a very narrow driveway and it's going to be easier for her to get it in. Because if you put a wheel on the tongue jack of an A-frame, you could literally push it down your driveway. So she's on the learning curve, but she made the leap. She did something for herself and her daughter and they're looking forward to all of their outdoor adventures and getting on more camping trips. And I hope they'll be doing it with Natalie. And I hope that I get to camp with you, Amy. And you too, Donya, someday. So shout out to girl campers who made the leap. If you're one of them still watching on the sidelines, I would encourage you to just start by doing what Donya did and join the Sisters on the Fly. Just get to know the people in your area. Find out who's around you because when you find that out, you will be finding your mentors. You'll be finding the people who can help you. I'm going to be back in a minute and we're going to be talking about what I like and what I don't like about my new Riverside Retro. I thought it would be a good time to reflect on my first season as an RVer. I never considered myself an RVer before. My vintage Go Tag Along was really a trailer that didn't require a lot of knowledge. 
Other than the towing aspect being the same, owning a vintage trailer is not like owning a brand new RV. I basically would tow that trailer to a campground and level it, plug it in. I was done. Most of the time, I never even bothered to plug in my hose to get cold water to the sink. That was just a cold water pressure hose. I had no hot water tank in it, no gray tanks, no black tanks, none of those things to worry about. So this is my first year of actually owning an RV that required me to do things other than plug it in. And you know what? After using it for the whole season, I have a few insights that I didn't have before, and I want to share those with you today. I want to talk about what I really like about the trailer, and I want to honestly share some things that I don't like about the trailer. And of course, because I'm a woman, there are some things I love to hate about the trailer, <laughs> because we can't be happy all the time, right? So I'm going to start with what I like about the trailer. One of the things I had talked about in the beginning when I was ordering the trailer was the fact that I was going to have the stove taken out. Now, my husband was on the fence about that because of resale. He knew we never used the stove in it, but then he always thinks, what if you ever went to sell it and it doesn't have a stove in it? But we did not have the stove put in it, and I don't miss it one bit, and I don't regret it at all. I have used the microwave quite a bit, and I have had my electric skillet out a couple of times, mostly for morning. I don't use that for evening cooking, but I will throw bacon and a couple of eggs in it if we're camping for a number of days in a row and feel like having a good hearty breakfast on one of those days. But I am loving all that counter space. So my trailer has the front kitchen going across, so it has a sink in the center and a microwave on the left. So everything on the right of the sink is where the stove would have been. And I have all of that for chopping and dicing. But in addition to that, I can just have it to keep my things on top of it. Now, if you kept the stove in there, it has a very smooth, sleek glass top that is it recesses into the countertop so it doesn't leave any bumps. So you could have still had that counter and chopping space. But of course, aesthetically, I just didn't like that black smoked glass. I was just imagining a more retro vibe to the whole thing. So anyway, I didn't order it for that reason. And I do not miss it at all. I'm so happy that I let it um, go. And I love all that counter space and just how clean and uncluttered the whole thing looks. So the second really big thing I love about that trailer is the slide out. I was really a little bit on the fence between going with the 177 model of the Riverside Retro, which has the walk-around queen-size bed. If I had gotten the walk-around queen-size bed, I could not have gotten the slide out. They don't come that way. The only way to have the slide out was to have the queen-size bed that is turned um, across the trailer so your head is on the side of the trailer and it's sort of like a little cave it's one of those like ship berth beds you got to climb into it that doesn't bother me but apparently it's driving my husband nuts <laughs> he feels like he's hitting the wall all the time but I just don't think he sleeps in it enough to get used to it I think he's gonna acclimate to it but in order to have the slide out we had to go with that bed and it's working out great for me. <laughs> and I think Rick is going to adjust to it. But 
He even said to me this morning when we were packing up the camper to come back home from a trip, he said, as much as the bed is making me nuts with the wall, because his head is by the refrigerator wall and he feels like he's hitting it at night. He really feels like I do, that the slide out gives this feeling of so much space. We've really had lovely weather this summer. and We haven't had a lot of bad weather to camp in. But the few times it's been raining and we've come into the trailer, there's really such a feeling of space with that slide out. And a lot of times, even though we haven't had rain, the weather has been abominably humid in New Jersey, in the East Coast, in much of the nation this summer. And just having that air conditioner going like crazy in there and really heat, have you can have five or six people, seven people standing around in that space and it does not feel crowded. So I am so thrilled that I went with the slide out. And I really had no intention of buying a new trailer because I love my vintage trailer, but I wanted to do some longer traveling and I didn't want to be that far away from home with a trailer that is 50 years old, even though it's been nicely restored. I just wanted something new and really reliable and not have to worry about it. And when I walked into the Pennsylvania RV show, the Hershey show last September, and I saw that slide out, I, I just went, that was it. The bell went off. I called my husband. I said, I found the trailer I want. This is it. No regrets on it. The slide out is wonderful. I love everything about that. The other feature I picked in this trailer was to go with the birch wood interior. I'm so happy I did that too. I love that feeling in there. I wish the birch wood were a little darker. It's to me a little too blonde. I wish it was a little richer, deeper in color, but you don't have any choice about that. But the walls, the ceiling, everything is birch wood. It's almost a little bit too much of a good thing. So I'm actually contemplating painting the kitchen cabinets. And I hope my husband isn't listening to this because he does not want me to do that. I mean, he, he gives me aesthetic um, rule over these things. He knows that that's my thing. And he's usually thrilled with what I do when I do it. But he's not on board with this at all. And I understand why he isn't. It's a beautiful, beautiful wood, but there's so much of it that I almost feel like the birch wood is too much. And it would be a little homier if I painted the base of the kitchen cabinets. But you know what? They always tell you this when you move into a new house. You have to sort of live with something for a while before you make a decision about it. So I'm just doing that. I'm just sitting on that one. I, I'm going to see down the line. I don't know. It feels like a lot, but I really haven't done much decorating with that trailer. I threw my favorite things in it and haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about what kind of style I wanted to have. But So down the line, I may actually design that trailer from a decorative standpoint, but right now I'm just enjoying using it. So one of the other things I was on the fence about when I ordered that trailer was the awning. I thought that the trailer would be so pretty with the vintage and I had it done in the solid color, which is another one of my things in my plus column. I am so glad I went with the solid color. I did it because I really couldn't decide. I didn't know if I wanted aqua and white. I did it. I really liked the red they have, but I didn't like the red with the silver. 
And then I saw they had this antique white that they were doing with red. And I thought, I'm going to get the whole thing in a solid color. And then it will be a neutral. And then I could do whatever I wanted with awnings on the thing. And it would be very pretty. So I'm so glad I did that. Riverside Retro is not glad they did that because so many people write to me about it and they keep calling the company saying I want that solid color and I hope they begin making it in a solid color. I think when a dozen people call you up and say I'd like to have it in a solid color that's a good indication that it was a hit. So they, they haven't done that yet though and I had someone write to me again this week and say how do I get that with the solid color and I, I wish I could tell you something and I all I can say is keep calling them until they change their mind and decide that it was a good idea and that they will make it in the solid color. When I ordered it I wanted um, to leave the awning off it because my idea was with the solid color, I could do sort of a classic striped awning and that would be very pretty and I would have it done in canvas. Well, when we got to the factory and I saw how high the trailer was off of the ground because they raised the frame on these things. They used to be much shorter. My friend Mary, who has the same camper as me a year earlier, her trailer sits down like eight or so inches shorter than mine. So when I saw how high the awning channel would have to be in order for me to put an awning on there, I just caved into um, convenience and had them put that very modern Dometic awning on there. And I didn't think I was going to like that at all, but I absolutely love that. It's so great when you get to the campground because for years with my vintage trailer, I carried this canvas awning um, in a separate sack in my car and I would have to back my truck up alongside the camper and feed it into the channel standing in the back of the bed of the truck. I always thought this was worth it. It's actually so pretty. But now that I just pop that awning out in um, two minutes time and it's adjustable and I could make it go up or down and it has many different settings depending on it's, if it's shady. If it's raining I could tip it in one direction and let the rain run in that direction. I could even detach it from the camper and set it out on poles out in front of me if I didn't want it to come out from the camper itself. If I did that, I could put panels on the side and make it very pretty if I really wanted to go to the trouble to glamp it all up. Well, I really did not think I was going to like that awning. I thought the modernness of it would bother me, but I throw some little pretty lights on it and I absolutely love it. So there's one more thing in my plus column, my light column, and that is the towability of this trailer. It's very high off the ground, and when I saw it, it's 22 inches off of the ground. My other trailer is 12, so this is really high up. It's two steps. When you pull the step out under the door, it's not one step, but two steps. So it's actually three steps when you take the step off the ground. It's high. And so it feels very tall to me. And I was a little nervous when I first saw it, but it tows like a dream. I, I don't even... I mean, I'm not going to say I don't know it's back there because I'm acutely aware that it's back there, but I've never had a sway with it. I never feel like it's too big. I do tow it on a big tow vehicle. I have a Ford F-150, but it tows beautifully. I don't know if it's the tires, the axle, whatever, but I have had no fear towing it and no feeling that the thing is too big and too much for me. So 
All of that is in my plus column for my Riverside Retro. So on the dislike side, I want to be honest about this because there are some things we don't think about when we're just standing in a trailer at an RV show. So the first thing I want to say is that my husband's going to love this one. Okay, honey, you were right and I was wrong. <laughs> the day bed has been a disaster. <laughs> we don't like it at all. So my idea was that we were not going to put the booth in the slide out. It's just a very small little table and booth, and but it would certainly seat two people for dinner and four if you're cozy. So I thought we so rarely eat in the trailer. And since I travel with my trailer for work and I'm working on my laptop a lot, my idea was that I would sit on this day bed and I would have my laptop on my lap and I got this cute little portable table to put next to it so I could put my coffee cup on it. Well, it has not worked out at all like that. I don't like how high the day bed is built up. When my husband installed it, he made it very high because I wanted room to put luggage and suitcases and baskets underneath so I didn't lose all that storage. Well, it's so high that I feel like I have to jump into it. So getting on and off of it, it's not like a couch. You, I got to jump up, then I got to jump down. And the slide out is raised to begin with so now it's you're really jumping so I don't like that also it just simply is not practical um, a lot of times when we get up in the morning even if it's a nice um, day or going to be a nice day it's kind of chilly in the morning or damp and dewy and you know I do a lot of actual writing not just working on my laptop I do that old-fashioned outlining things on yellow legal paper and I miss just having a table to write on my husband does not like not being able to sit down with his paperwork and his coffee cup so that didn't work out and when I am at the Riverside Retro Factory in September, I'm going to have the booth taken out and we're going to have the, or the day bed taken out and the booth is going in. <laughs> of course, I'm going to get different cushions because I don't like the vinyl cushions that they have. But so scratch that off the list. That did not work out. Live and learn. So we're fixing that. The other thing, one of the other things I don't like about the trailer, and I don't think this is um, just a Riverside Retro problem because now that I'm aware of it, I'm looking at other trailers, and I don't like windows in new trailers. So all of my old trailers had jealousy windows in them. Well, that's fine with me because I'm not camping in December. I know that jealousy windows are the one style of windows that they can't make really airtight. Well, I'm not going to be camping in January in New Jersey, so I don't care if the jealousy windows leak a little. I care that when you open those jealousies and you have a 18 by 18 inch window, air is coming in 18 of the 18 by 18 inches. These windows in the Riverside and a lot of other trailers I see slide left to right. So if you have a 20-inch window and you slide the panel to the left, you get about 8 inches of open space where air comes in. The airflow is just terrible. So I'm very disappointed in that. And when I was standing looking at the trailer, I never even thought of that. 
I would prefer that it went up and down like an old-fashioned window, um, a casement window does. But they slide left to right, and you only get more than a third, but not half, of the window uh, with the air coming in. So that's very disappointing. The front window, too, on these trailers do not open. And my vintage trailer has a front window, but the two side windows on either side of it are jealousy. So you can open two side windows, uh, two front windows on either side, the two side windows. It has a window over the kitchen sink, and it has two windows over the bed. There's so much airflow going in that vintage trailer. When it's a cool night, the breeze, you get chilly. Even on a cool night, you have a window that opens at the foot of the bed because the window at the head of the bed is the emergency egress window. It's got the strangest contraption to open this window. It, it is an arm that pulls out and into the space, and then you push it forward out. So there's no way to adjust it. It's closed or it's fully open. When it's fully open, it doesn't stay open. And we actually have this little pile of drinking straws that we fold into thirds and shove into the window to keep the thing open. But even then, it's hitting our pillow. So one of us is hitting it in the head. So that window is useless. And the window at the foot of the bed is just, you know, eight or 10 inches of airspace coming in. So I'm just very disappointed in the whole airflow and the way the windows in new trailers work. That was very disappointing. Okay, one of the other things I don't like in the trailer is a shocking lack of plugs. There is a plug on the back of the kitchen sink, that countertop, and then there is a plug on the ceiling at the foot of the bed next to where the adapter is for the television. So, I mean, you're not going to charge your cell phone on that. You'd have to climb onto the bed and jump up there to, we don't have a television in it, so it's a plug not being used. But that is not accessible. The other plug that they have is on the left side of the refrigerator wall, which is the uh, bed wall. So that also, for some reason, they put it at the ceiling. So if you were to lay in bed and charge your laptop or your cell phone or your iPad or you were just watching something on some device, you have to climb on the bed again to plug that thing in and it would be dangling there. I don't know why they didn't put it further down next to the bed. I also don't know why they didn't add the plug on the other side of the refrigerator because there is no plug in the booth for that refrigerator or for that um, camper. So I don't have the booth, but when I get the booth put back in, if you were sitting there and I had my laptop going, I would actually have to have an extension cord and run it over to the kitchen sink or in front of the refrigerator, climb up on the bed and plug it in in the ceiling, which just doesn't make sense to me at all. And I know they're designed by Amish who don't use electricity like we do, but I, it just doesn't seem to me like a modern application of what someone would need in a camper. So very disappointed in the amount of plugs. I have to actually take the camper in for a repair on the refrigerator, and I'm going to have my own trailer guy here in New Jersey add a, add a few plugs for me. So th that was very... I, I just didn't think about that and that's something for you to think about when you're at RV shows just this year just looking at what it is that actually think about how you're going to use that trailer think about what you do when you're sitting at the kitchen table is there a plug here 
So that was disappointing. The other thing, and it's minor, I, I hate to even say it, it's nitpicky because it's not about the Riverside Retro per se. It's about trailer design in the industry itself. I can't stand these lights. They're ugly and they're harsh. So I don't know why someone can't come up with lights that don't look like they came out of a spaceship. So you got this retro style camper and you got these white, shiny, globy ball lights. They're so ugly. Now, I've noticed that a couple of the women have put a uh, like lace or something around to kind of dull them down a little and not be so modern looking, but... I'm not a lacy girl either. I don't know what I'm going to do about those lights, but they're very, very harsh. The one other thing about um, the trailer that I didn't think about until I actually, actually I did. That's not true. I thought about this and about five times I thought I should call the factory and just ask this question. But then I thought, no, it couldn't be. Well, it was. I had this idea in my head. I ordered the outdoor shower because we have two dogs. And I thought, you know, and when I am actually fly fishing and I come home with my waders and all of that stuff, I just wanted to be able to wash those things off outside. Well, I couldn't believe it when they delivered the trailer and they put the outdoor shower right to the left of the front door. Well, you know that us girl campers and most people, not even girl campers, you know, you have a little outdoor rug there. You've got your awning down. You've got your chairs and a little table there. I'm not going to pull all that apart and take out this hose and start spraying the dog down right where all my decorations and my um, rug and everything is. So I don't know why, as a manufacturer, they don't put that on the other side of the trailer. Maybe it's because of the slide out. I don't know. But my husband took it all apart and he extended the hose for me. So he made the hose as long as he could get it. And now I can pull the hose all the way around to the at least the back of the trailer where the spare tire is. But I don't like the way it looks there. And it just would have made so much more sense in my mind to have that thing on the back of the trailer. Now, one more little thing. This is my love-hate thing with the trailer. <laughs> I Here's what I love. I love that I actually have a bathroom. I've never had a bathroom in a trailer before. I've always had the porta potty. So having an actual bathroom in the trailer is, <laughs> well, I, I never let myself think of that indulgence before. And now that I have it, I don't know how I would ever go back to not having a bathroom in that trailer. The hate part of the bathroom is that it's a wet bath. So, you know, you got to take with the good with the bad and it's all a trade-off. It's not so bad for me because I'm five foot four, but my husband is six foot two. So he basically never uses the shower in the bathroom and he could care less anyway. He, he showers at the gym all the time. He doesn't care where he showers. I do. So I, I enjoy having the shower there. But if that bathroom, if they could reconfigure this in a way in which... That bathroom were just three inches bigger. It would make all the difference in the world. It is actually so tight. The space between the end of the toilet tank and the wall that you have to stand in while you're using that shower is so, so tight. Now, if I had gone with the 177, like my friend Mary Meek and Mild got, 
her trailer is a little different and her bathroom is wider and deeper. So it's not all Riverside Retros, but it is the 176S. Very, very tight. So that's the love-hate there. I love having it and I could never go back to not having it, but it is very, very tight. And I don't like that whole wet bath thing where you get out of that shower and then you have to wipe that whole bathroom down. So, but you know what? I am willing to do that. That is not as bad as the space aspect of it. So the one other thing in my love-hate list is how high this trailer is, this 22 inches off the ground. I love that because I never have to worry about um, bumpy ground, running things over. When I backed into the driveway with my old trailer, every single time I back it into the driveway and our driveway has a little dip by the apron, I could hear the bumper scrape on the driveway and it, we have just these marks on the apron of our driveway. And every time I backed in, I was scraping the bottom of the bumper, which can't be good either. But Anyway, I like that I don't have to scrape my bumper and all of that anymore. I like that I don't have to worry about hitting things, just sticks and things in the road. And it's easy to look under the trailer and see what's going on if, if something were leaking. I haven't had to do that, but I could easily do it if I had to. But I don't like how high up it sits. When all the stabilizing jacks are down, they're really sometimes fully extended. And they're not as stable when they're fully extended. So we got higher leveling jacks for them. And we sit those stabilizing jacks on blocks, big blocks of wood now. I'm not crazy about that aspect of it. But it is, all in all, been a great summer. I have loved getting to know my little St. George and using it. And most of my complaints are minor ones, except for the windows. I would trade that thing with the windows and the plugs. Oh, there was one more, one more. And this is, again, about the industry. I do not know why they cannot make an air conditioner that does not sound like a plane is landing inside your trailer. The air conditioner in the trailer is so loud that you have to shout to anyone who's in the trailer and you're trying to talk to them when it's on high. So that's the brand. I don't know why they can't make those things quieter. I'm going to have to do some research into that. That would be something I would be willing to upgrade if it, they sold a higher level that was quieter. So that's my summary of my Summer in my St. George. I'm looking forward to fall in the St. George. I want you to think about these things that I said when you're at the RV shows this year. Start taking a look at the windows and start counting the plugs in your trailer. We'll be back in a minute, but before that, I want to thank my sponsor, Go Little Guy Worldwide, for making the best little towable trailers out there. They're the perfect trailers for girl campers. They're lightweight, they're easy to tow, they get you where they're going. And Go Little Guy Worldwide wants to make sure when you're towing, you're out there, you're safe on the road, and they've got your back. Thank you, Go Little Guy. We'll be back in a minute. like to thank my sponsors, Go Little Guy Worldwide and Progressive Insurance, who has an RV travel tip for us. When space is a big concern in your RV, installing wall hooks throughout your cabin to hang those coats, towels, 
cats, dog leashes, all the things that girl campers collect and save, we save all those badges, name tags, hanging off those hooks all over girl camper trailers. It's a great little fix. It helps you out in a big way. It's another way Progressive has you covered while you're on the road. I'd like to also thank my producer, Stephanie Puglisi, who puts the show together for us every week. Stephanie and her husband, Jeremy, can be heard every Wednesday on Campground of the Week and every Friday on their show, RV Family Travel Atlas Podcast. Join them on every Friday morning for all the news and what's happening in the RV world all over. We'll be back next week. Happy trails, everyone.